Christopher Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. G'day, it's Greg Blewett. A short day's a good day as Australia wrapped up the first test, but we still had time to have a bit of fun. Enjoy the best stuff from day four at the Gabba, starting with James Brayshaw, Izzy Westbury and Mark Taylor. You know what really, really gets my goat is <laughs> it's both Australia and England. They lie through their teeth about these injuries. We can see mm. that Josh Hazelwood is sore. We can see that Ben Stokes was sore. Yep. And all the word we get back from both campuses is, no, no, they're fine. They're fine. Mm. I it. mean, what do, what do they take us for? You should try and cover <laughs> AFL football, is he? <laughs> all 18 clubs lie better than anyone you've ever come across <laughs> about this exact same thing. I was just thinking about injuries and, and the gabber. Mm. You know, how players tend yep. to hide them these days. I, remember, I, think it, I think it was Carl Rackerman. I hope I'm telling this story correctly. Mm. He went off the field once. It was a sealed game or a test match. I can't really be sure. But Alan Border was the captain yep. of the Queensland or Australian side at the time. Off the field. And Alan didn't know he'd gone. The 12th man came out, fielded. And then after an over or two, Alan looked around to try and find Big Carl or Mocker, as yep. we called him, uh, and, and couldn't see him. Um, so eventually Alan turns to the 12th man and says, get off the ground and find out where Mocker is. <laughs> Apparently he raced off the ground. He came back on and said... Uh, he said, Alan said, what, what happened? He said, well, uh, Big Mocker said, could you tell Alan that okay. I've passed away? <laughs> <laughs> Gus Warland, Merv Hughes and Callum Ferguson. We have a 12th man on the field that you know well, Ferg. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I think we're going to the 13th now, aren't we? Uh, obviously, David Warner. <laughs> yeah. David Warner's still off the ground. But uh, we've got young Henry Hunt. Uh, he's been in fantastic form with the Redbacks over the last few years. Been playing in the A game just up the road at Ian Healy. And uh, he's obviously been called in to do some subfielding. He's a gun in the field. And Merv, I've, I've talked to you off air before. You, you've taken particular interest in Henry's progress yeah, over the I, last few years. I just want to know, within the South Australian, Australian team, do they call him Henry? <laughs> no. I don't know how to answer that, Merv. No. We're live on radio, you know that. No, we haven't. <laughs> what? We have not that's been calling in, him. That's an innocent question. Nature. Yes or no? Thank you for your answer. Isabel Westbury, Mark Taylor and Andy Lee. With that world feed going down, if England get rolled and only people in Brisbane, Brisbane can see it, did it really happen? <laughs> <laughs> Does it count? Does it count? I, I started my TV career on Channel 31, which is community television, and it reminded me a lot of that, but that was normally just cameramen not rocking up because they'd had a big night the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you're down to the one camera, or someone may have smoked a little too much before going in and camera in the roof. <laughs> This is what my whole, my, whole, my whole commentary career has been building up to this moment. There's three slips, gully, back pad as well, and this one down the leg side. A great take by Carey. <laughs> really great grab. He's been so tidy behind the stumps, making his test debut. That was an audition for Ninja Warrior. He got, he got <laughs> that high. Carey behind the stumps. Wow. Vertical leap, draft combine. They'd, be have, they'd have all sorts of AFL. Oh, he was an AFL fellow, wasn't he? Well, yeah, the draft uh, GWS. Yes, yeah, they'd be looking at that, and going, okay, that's handy. They do those tests, don't they? At the start of the season, mm-hmm. reach and bat and how high you can jump, standing jump or something like that. Here comes Cummins delivering wide of the crease, and this time works is off the mark. You know what a TV show I'd watch is all those stats, all the tests, you know, from Merv's era, and then getting all those guys back and have to do it again and see how they compare from the leap, oh. <laughs> the leap. The sit and reach. Sit and reach. 
Tip reach, I used to be good at that. Did you? I was a plus. You, you were a plus? A, now I'd be that far minus, it wouldn't be funny. <laughs> oh, you'd have to pay them a little bit to do that humiliation. Oh, my, back, my back sore thinking about it. <laughs> Channel 9, if you're listening. <laughs> How little do you look forward to having to go out there and chase down 13 runs or something. <laughs> no, it's a good opportunity to get a low score. Yeah, it's really good. It's what you play the game for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you can bet that Warner, though he's not out there at the moment, but Marcus Harris in particular, yes. he's only got three in the first innings. He's thinking, can we get these last three quick? That's where you go under 12s and reverse the order. Yeah, not sure yeah. if under 12s, you guys well, had to do that back in the this day. This is where, you know, as, as a former opening batsman yeah. and captain, you might be able to just use the privilege. You know, yeah. like, uh, who'd like to open the batting? Because I ain't batting today. <laughs> did you ever do that? What, I did it once in a shield game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've always told, I've said this, if you get in a position of power, for God's sake, abuse it. <laughs> I mean, pretty alpha move, wouldn't it, by yeah. Cummins in his oh. first, first game as captain. Just... <laughs> I'll go out and win the, hit the ring runs as well. Maybe he wants to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. So who's out there instead of Warner? I, I, I didn't. They got they got Henry Hunt. Yes, Hunt. Ah, yeah. Sydney originally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Talking of young Hunt, here's a question for you: mm-hmm. Can a lay person put on a baggy green? Can can so for instance, if I saw yours, am I allowed to try it on a baggy green? You'd never see mine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let you anywhere near. <laughs> okay, uh, first okay. and foremost, yes. but, yeah, they they can. They yeah, can. You can, they can feel the awe of it. Yes, yeah, sure. Yes. So I always find it strange where the 12th or 13th man is wearing one mm. when it's such an honourable thing to be handed. Mm. I'm not sure Australia agrees with you. I don't think... Because I, I had Paddy Cummins' baggy green mm. and we surveyed 100 people at the time. Oh, yeah. Only three, three people said I could put it on. I, I always, thought, I always <laughs> thought this was an absolute no-no. Exactly. <laughs> No, I reckon you could... Surely if someone walks into your house... And, and but you're saying this is a man with a baggy Yeah, green. exactly. I think it's a different thing from the yeah. other perspective. Yeah. Like, I would, it's like an unwritten rule of I wouldn't cricket. give it to Andy to take home, as he said, <laughs> end up on eBay. There's a phrase we haven't had to think about for a long time because we haven't had a fast bowler as Australian captain. But we always say, oh, that's a captain's knock. Mm. Brilliant captain's knock. What's the bowler's equivalent? Because oh, captain's spell doesn't sound... Particularly exciting. What about Skipper's spell? Oh, she's got it already. Skipper's spell, there it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Up her pay, Triple M for listening. <laughs> it's interesting, though, even Skipper's spell, it, it sounds a bit brief, doesn't it? Like a spell, you could take a wicket in your mm, spell. Mm. But mm. how do you say a, 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 a captain's not? It usually means you're. A captain's made a big hundred, and, and yeah, that's, a bit, that's, that's more than a, a spell, innings. isn't it? Yeah, it's like a it's like an innings, like a, it's like a captain's innings. Isn't yes, it? Like, spell's not quite long enough. No. Come on, you're the, you're the wordsmith here, come on. I was about to say something, but I think it's probably unrepeatable. <laughs> <laughs> Could be one Triple M cricket puts out on Twitter. Mm. We can see if we can get the, the right answer there. Do you reckon some of this staff would, the vocabulary would be big enough to work, work on that or not? <laughs> I know. They're not listening to me either over <laughs> no, there. They don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Like my boss, uh, when Hamish and I were working on the same network here, he'd always pop in and say, I really like that bit. And we go, oh, God, he's listening. Then we realised whatever we posted on social media was the part that he would always go, I really like that. (laughs) (laughs) Clever man. Is there a chance that Warner won't be opening again? I mean... Oh, he won't. He won't be out there at all. Won't be out there. Surely. So who opens then, if that's the case? <laughs> well, as I said, Pick Marcus Harris won't put his hand up. He'll say, if Warner gets the game off, surely I do as well. Yeah. This is where Harris says, right, Skip, reverse the batting lineup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
I gave Glenn McGrath a chance to bat at number four for Australia once, <laughs> and he knocked it back in a World Cup game. I want to ask a bit more about you giving Glenn McGrath the number four option. So, in, in an international match? Yeah, Nagpur, World Cup match against Zimbabwe, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so this wasn't even a test match? No, no, limited. It, was, it, was, no it was a limited over game. We were chasing about 160, and we were one down, I think, for about 100 and, 100 and a few. Yeah. And we're going well, and we're looking, no, we're going to win the game. And I, I must have been the wicket that was out because I'm sitting in the sheds and McGrath sort of walks past and mutters something about how easy it is as a, as a, as a batter and what have you. And I said, all right, well, whack him on. You're next in. And he goes, are you serious? And I said, yes, I'm serious. Go and put the pads on. If we lose a wicket, you can bat at four for Australia. And he went, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. We lost a wicket. He would have been... batted four. Oh, this not... so needs to happen more often because so often yep. you get a tail end bowlers going, yeah, yep. yeah, I can do that. Yep. He had the chance to bat for four for Australia in a one-day international in a World Cup match. Really? Yep. A lot of bowlers talk a very good a, a game good about game. their batting. Mate, he got scared real quick, I tell you. <laughs> it's like those people on social media who are like, I could do that, my granny could yep. do that. Yep. All right, then. <laughs> Hamish opens the batting for our team. Did you know that? <laughs> Does he? Yes. All the gear. No, no idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, he, he went straight to uh, Greg Chappell's Cricket World and, and right. opened an account just for the one game we had. And we're preparing for the Logies, is which is the uh, an award an award yeah. series TV. So we were meant to open. So I'm sitting there and waiting in the cafe for him to arrive, which he was normally late. Writing up with a couple of ideas, and then my phone rings. I pick up and go, "Hey," and he goes, "Yeah, do you think we need a radar gun?" I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "I'm at Greg Chappell's Cricket World for the game this weekend. Do we need a radar gun?" I said, "No. How much are they actually?" He said, "Fourteen hundred dollars." Comments. Into Wokes, and that's a genuine edge, but along the ground, and between Gully and Third Slip, they'll get runs for it, four in fact, and that means that scores, ladies and gentlemen, they are level. Yeah. Hames turns 40 today. 40? 40 years old today, and I called him, I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm on a uh, survivor-themed treasure hunt through the park across the road, run by my kids. I said, which one are you voting out? If it's survivor-themed, who's going to be voted out of the fair? <laughs> he said, yeah, it's more clue-based than the traditional <laughs> format. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Dan Ganane, Greg Blewett and Brad Haddon. It's a bit happening today. Oh, at least we've got <laughs> pictures. Oh, no. Made it hard. Made it very hard. We had, for those just tuning in, it's a Saturday, people are in and out of the car. Yeah. Uh, the world food was lost. Everyone lost their pictures. Yeah. And, in fact, when it came back, it was like watching Sheffield Shield, yeah. one camera behind the stumps. <laughs> and you know what? It wasn't the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, apparently power issue at the ground. So yeah. that's uh, what did everyone in. Played a lot of cricket, but I've also watched a lot of cricket. And I can't remember that ever happening. No pictures at all. Went down for what, like 10 minutes? 10, 15 minutes? Might have been longer. I'll tell you what we were doing here at uh, Triple M. Gus and the team did beautifully. We had a tech at the ground. He turned his laptop around, set up a Zoom call. And we're watching long distance. Like, it was sort of voyeuristic, actually. And we've got the cam- That's the camera there, Bluey. <laughs> Bluey, did that happen to you in an Australian A game in South Africa? When the ball was just about to let it go, yes. it was a day-nighter, and the lights went off. Yes, yes. It was like pitch black. 
Yeah. Like, ble- and I'm like, did he let it go? Am I, where is it? Yeah, you like strike small. can happen. You yeah. were not, oh my God. Yeah. Yes, that did happen. You don't get lights issues anymore, do you? Obviously, it's uh, technology's moved on. But 20, 30 years ago, there would be the odd ground that would have uh, some, some of the more primitive grounds. I think the battery backup's a bit better these days, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? With the, yeah, but did that happen a bit, didn't it? The old light flutter. Um, anyway, we made it through. Geez, I want to fix that before the Olympics. <laughs> Louis, I noticed there was an ad there with the pictures we get. Channel C. You're a Channel 7 star now. Let's not oh. kid ourselves. For Dancing yeah, with yeah. the Stars. Yes. Now, good-looking rooster like yourself. Don't <laughs> tell me you haven't been tapped on the shoulder by Channel 7. Oh, I think I'm more of an SAS man myself, uh, oh, Dan. Geez. Just get in there and show them how it's done. You think? Hads was, beg- was he known <laughs> for his to toughness? Yeah. I-, I beg to differ. It- on Dancing with the Stars, are you allowed to have a beer before you go on? Oh, I would have thought so. Oh, well, 100% Bluey could go on Dance with the Stars. It, it's just if he had to go on sober, sober I, I don't think he's any chance. <laughs> I've got, got nothing sober, but it, yeah, get three or four into me. Look out. What about the puffed-up chest? I put me on SAS. I can handle that. Golden rule here at Triple M, Bluey. Now, Hads has been at Triple M for years. You know you can't make revelations off air and think they're going to stay secret. Well, what's happening? If you don't say what you said in the break, when I brought up Dancing with the Stars and you brought up SAS, what was the show that Channel 7 did tap you on the shoulder for? Well, they had a little nibble at uh, the Full Monty. The Full Monty? The Full Monty. (laughs) (laughs) You can leave your hat on. (laughs) And actually, there's another story in this, but I did, when it first came out, I actually did the Full Monty with a Triple M stable mate yeah. one James Brayshaw is that right we did it in front of about 500 screaming women you have to fancy and the, yourself to and, do that and Let's you know when the lights go out the lights go out yeah. and we were uh, like you know or, or the, we had a G-string on the G-string we rip it off and the lights are meant to go out well they stitch and stuff <laughs> so it was like so we, cold we, eh <laughs> Mark Howard Mark Taylor and Andy Lee Oh, you beauty. England lost eight for 77. Nathan Lyon with his 400th took four. Mark Howard with you. Andy Lee and Mark Taylor. Australia requiring just 20 to win. Marcus Harris will be out there. And Alex Carey will open the batting oh. due to the fact that David Warner has got an issue still with the ribs. So a nervous little time for Harris, I would have thought. How would that have come about, Tubbs, with Carey putting his hand up for it? Or would, would they have asked the whole group? Well, at the end of the day, they probably would have asked who wanted to do it, and Marcus Harris would have said, please, not me. Um, <laughs> they said, no, you have yeah, to do it. We're yeah, you're in, you're one of the openers, yeah. But, <laughs> but I feel a bit sorry for Marcus Harris, yeah. having made only three in the first innings. It, he's on a high into nothing here, but you know, hopefully he might get out there and hit, hit the winning runs. Alex Carey has opened the batting for Australia in one-day cricket, so right. I'm not surprised to see him out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marnus Labuschagne... You know, could have moved up, I suppose, but he's probably thinking, I bat three for Australia. That's where I've batted for the next, the last couple of years. I want to stay there. So not a great surprise for me. For broadcast rights holders, for people who love their cricket and just want it to keep going, mm-hmm. do you think it's physically possible for us to see out the day? 
So, <laughs> so there's probably 75 overs left. Yeah, so like, you think Australia like none for 16 off 75? Yeah, you know? Do you think it's actually physically possible? If you were batting and you were told, if you make oh, the camera, and, and he needed to invoice tomorrow, uh, if, you, if he said, can you please try and stay in for the whole day? Do you reckon with sundries or one oh. squirting off the edge, do you reckon you could actually bat out the entire day? They'd, they'd have to have at least a third man, a couple yeah. of third men, because you're going to get a couple off the edge which should have, are going to go down that way, and obviously you can't run, yeah. so you're not allowed to run. That might look a little bit strange. Yes, there might be a few betting agencies around the world who are thinking, what's going on here? If you don't... No, you're just going, we don't want to... Don't, don't have a run out. You can't, can't afford a run out in this small well, So you're invoicing on a daily basis, are you? Is that no, what no, you're doing? No, not me. A few others are here. <laughs> <laughs> Always a divisive point, that one on Triple M. Who's on the test rate and who's on the daily rate? It's very obvious by about day three who's getting what. You know what? I, I bowled in the nets uh, at, at the lunch break with Brett Lee one time. So I can't remember who we were bowling at. Maybe a couple of AFL footy players. And after my first... I was Actually, it was, it was to Gary Lyon and Billy Brown that I was bowling to. And after my first delivery, I was wandering back down, and Brett Lee said, oh, nice, nice delivery. What are you doing staying behind the line? Mm. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, we don't have a camera at this end. He, goes, <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, watch me. He would have been a metre over. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Lawson and Brett Lee were the two worst in my time. Brett Lee, right at the end of my career, and yeah. he was, as we all know, very, very sharp. When yeah. he made the New South Wales side, and I was one of the more senior players, and Brett was coming into bowling, bowling this big nose, I used to not bat. <laughs> I used to say, no, I'm not going in that net. Brett, you go over and bowl to someone else. Yeah, it's hard enough for them bowling that sort of pace off 22 yards. Yes. What is it, 20.7 metres, what it is. But when they're bowling off 18 metres, <laughs> it's even worse. Yes. So, yeah, he said I'd missed a trick at that point. Going on the theory that, you know, you have to try and make that zero runs, <laughs> you, you obviously... I was good at it. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to get around it? <laughs> I'd like to know who you'd open with. There was a point in your career where you were manipulating things. Now, I know that sounds bad. It sounds like you're on the take, and I'm not accusing you of that. But Yet. you retired on the same number as Bradman, didn't you, in your 334? Yes. yeah. So... Is that in your mind at the time? You were going, okay, I don't want to make exactly 334, because if one squirts off and goes for four, you've stuffed your theory. I had two balls okay. to, get, to get to 335, and I tried to hit them for runs. Yep. I'm glad they got fielded, though. <laughs> Best thing ever did. <laughs> Paid off half my house with it. It's fantastic. <laughs> A couple of memorabilia pieces with the Don. Funny you say that, Tub, because I was looking back on this the other day to do a podcast on Australia's number one sports podcast, The Howie Games, and I was trying to get the audio, and I was watching the last three balls, and I'd heard that, you know, you sacrificed, it was all about Bradman, you smacked one in mid-wicket, you were halfway down the crease thinking, I've passed the Don, and they fielded it, and the air just sort of came out of your body. <laughs> I've, I've always said, Howie, that I've tried to score runs off those two balls. I think the first one... I didn't do much with the second. I hit pretty well. Ejaz Ahmed was the guy at mid-wicket. Yep. Knocked it down, dived to his left, saved a run. I, would, I could have made 335. Yeah. So it wasn't planned. It's just... See, so you, you didn't have the foresight to think of the joint memorabilia with Don Bradford. No, I didn't. And oh. the manager was on the phone straight away <laughs> that night. I said, what are you doing? Have a, have, use your brain. You know, use your brain. What do you reckon it's been worth to you, Tub? Oh, I've, I've donated it all. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're a big hearted unit, you are, Tubby. No, it certainly helped me live in Sydney, mate, I tell you. 
Triple M Anaconda stats, big brands, best prices, biggest ranger, Anaconda, Chiopolo. Yeah, just with uh, Marcus uh, Harris, last 11 innings, only averaging 12. Four out of his past six, he's made six runs or less. Jeepers. <laughs> man obviously wants Harris out of the side. Uh, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> we always start with a negative. When I open He's the a innings. nasty man, Andy. He's a nasty man. Well, he can only read the stats in front of him. That's it. You can try yeah, and dress them up he, all you like. But it's whether he chooses to read them or yeah. not, or whether they just slide through. They always say you can make your stats do anything you want. You can always find the right stats. But well, Zach, statisticians he, he have these said, sort of knack, don't they? How he just said he was the number one sports podcast in Australia just before. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so what? You just leave a couple of numbers off. Well, there, suddenly, so rather than num- you, number fifteen, you just take the five off. We're number one. No, you just you go more niche. I'll, I'll explain to you after this delivery how you do it. <laughs> I lied about that for years, but now it's just the case. The, this is coming from a man with the number one podcast in the country too. Old Amish and his mate Andy. They go okay. So what you do, and, and every radio station does it. They all claim a victory the day the ratings comes out. You go, oh, we're number one. For females aged 24 to 30. (laughs) You know, we're we're, we're number one for for, for mums pushing a trolley between four and six in the afternoon, whatever it might be. uh, There's always a way to claim number one. For Cooper's Wild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Wild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Mark Howard, Mark Taylor and Andy Lee. The other thing that you'll realise as you work in more and more in sports broadcasting. Australia needs 17 to win. Yep. So you, me and Tubby have got another 24 minutes in the chair, right? Yep. And this happens in TV world as well, which Tubby can tell you. You, you want to be there for the big moments, the hundreds, the highlights. Some commentators really make sure they are there. So at the moment, Gus Wallen is breathing down my neck, <laughs> hoping they don't score 17 in the next 24 minutes. Yep. And he will be in there that quickly. So it's a subplot, a story within a story, Tub. You've seen this before in plenty of commentary boxes. I have. You're dead right. We were just working out how we could cut you off so Andy and I could take over. <laughs> I saw a red laser dot just hovering on Howie's chest before. It could be Wallen. How'd you boys go when the pictures went down? I was in Triple M at the time and I called three balls just off the sound effects as to whether it made any noise, number three after two. How'd you blokes go up that stage? Well, obviously, we're the most formidable lineup that the Triple M comedy team has, and so they've come calling for us. They've come, where's Tubby, where's Andy? And we went straight into contract negotiation. We said, if you need us in these tough times, we just had a zero at the end, and we couldn't try and get, we were close to closing out the deal, and unfortunately, the broadcast came back. And the other thing that I, I noticed in that time was it's probably the best work we got from Howie. And they go... <laughs> The fact that he couldn't see the pictures was, was actually a, a positive. It's strange, isn't it? Australia continue looking for that person to be alongside Warner at the top of the order. Mm-hmm. Carey's looking very comfortable. <laughs> In the 12 balls he's facing. Well, yeah. He probably needs to face a few more. Harris. He's being death-ridden in the triple-in box at the moment, unfortunately. He's... <laughs> Is 20 runs enough to have a look at Kerry, though, and go, hang on. When's the last wicketkeeper opener for Australia? Ooh, test match cricket. In test match cricket. Wayne Phillips? Yeah. Oh, the two. The two. Well done. He's oh, out of the hole there, isn't he? another zero. Oh, hey. in, boys. Look hey. at him go. No, no, I reckon it's me. It's you? Oh, yeah. I kept in a test match. <laughs> two, actually. <laughs> two. Two, not, not for the entire test match, thank, thank the Lord, but, yeah. No, it's me. Adelaide Oval yep. and Trent Bridge. Were you a, a part of any dismissal? 
Unfortunately not. <laughs> so it um, doesn't count. But I, but I appealed really well for the last LB at Trent Bridge. <laughs> well, not well enough. Yeah, was I, it given? Yeah, well, heels, want, heels was okay for the next test. Of course he was, you know. I was pushing. I was pushing. Um, but, yeah, heels got... He got clonked in Adelaide, yep. keeping, and there was blood on the pits and all sorts of stuff. I had to take over. Yep. That, was a, that wasn't a good thing while I was brushing the blood away. And the other one was at Trent Bridge in 1989. And I don't, can't remember why Heels was off the ground. Yep. I think Merv got the last wicket, actually, LBW. And I, my appeal was, it got us the wicket. <laughs> so they should have had, you know, appeal, Taylor, bold, well, because I wanted to get off the field. I had the gloves on. Oh. How bad is it on the knees? Keeping. Yeah. That looks like no fun. No, it's no fun. Oh. No. I must admit, I was very glad not to have to do it again. Mark Taylor, the last wicketkeeper skipper for Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't pretty either. One, Merv bowled one ball, I remember, at Trent Bridge, went down the leg side, and yep. I was scrambling away, and I died, and it sort of hit me on the wrist and bobbed down. They didn't get a bye, which was so good. Yeah. I didn't want to get a bye next nah. to my name. That would be terrible. Yeah. You know? We were only 250 in front. They were nine down or something like that. But I didn't want to give away a bye. To be honest with you, gents, I'll let you in a little secret. Without going too far in contracts, I'm getting paid per stint. So I texted the big boss and said, hey, I wouldn't mind doing this stint after lunch. Just sneak an extra in the kicker before the test because we're, gonna, we're not getting any stints tomorrow. So I thought I need to sneak a couple in today just to keep the mortgage under cover. Uh, True story, that. Hey, you know what? He was telling us that story out the back. Don't worry about that. He said, he said look at Howie, would you? It's the only time he actually wants to work now. Look at him. Hey. First stint operation now. <laughs> Mate, you're unbelievable. Yep. Uh, Invoice flies from the email, does it? Just one minute right. after finishing. Now, 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 no, he's already said it. <laughs> what about your last stint? You only made it through half it, and you couldn't even see the play. So do you, no, do you invoice for that? Yeah, as long as you start your stint, you don't have to complete it. It's oh. part of the paperwork. And I was actually in, um, I was on Fox when the pictures came back, but we only had the, the Foxy Rover for the first three or four overs, so it was like the ABC calling it off one camera and banging your uh, pen on the table, Alan McGilbray style. Yes. The Foxy Rover? Yeah. yeah like the little camera one on, on wheels top of the dog or something, isn't it? <laughs> a little remote control car with a camera on top. Oh. Yeah. You didn't have that at nine. Nah. They paid too much for the commentators. (laughs) That's exactly where I was going. And we weren't enforcing on the day either. Chew man just passing off this information so it doesn't look like it comes from him, but he says, says, Harris, last two innings for Victoria, it's shield cricket, one and zero. (laughs) Averaging just the half. You're going to be going with what he made in the backyard next. He had a failure. Yeah, exactly. I, I had a terrible run with the bat myself in 97. Couldn't make a run. And I went down to Bega to play in a country cup match. I got run out without facing a ball in the game. <laughs> that, that's when you know you're struggling. Yes. I opened the batting with the local. And I, he said, Mark, you better take strike. You're the Australian captain. I said, no, no, mate. Where are you going? It's an exhibition, mate. He goes, yes, no, sorry. And runs me out. <laughs> Two man just passed me some more stats. Yeah, it was Harris's niece that got him in the backyard. <laughs> oh, a swinging taped tennis ball <laughs> at uh, Uncle 60th. So Two Man knows exactly every single knock Harris has had in recent times. 
Harris will be hoping we change the team up, won't he, for the next match. No, we love Harry. He'll get through this. Yes, of course he will. No, I mean our team. Yes. <laughs> he wants our team to change. That's right. Particularly our statistician. He's riding him. This will be two man's ninth straight win as a test statistician. It's going to be hard to drop. <laughs> I think Marcus Harris would like to have me drop this time of time. That's right. In fact, I think you're the most solid person in our team, too. We probably have to work the, the pieces around him. Although, I mean, there's been good combinations. Slater Taylor is obviously a good one opening combo, but you and I have found our strider, Taylor. That worries me, that. <laughs> I, I, I was actually came today and I saw we were on. Two stints in a row. I thought, what have I done wrong? I've only been here three days. <laughs> Why do I have to put up with Andy? Yeah. Why me? The Hamish Andy and Tubby show. <laughs> get home. Work together. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a risk. I think it's a real risk to try and have around the equation. A lot nah, of people feel he's the funny guy after 16. <laughs> no, I agree. I take it back immediately. Hey, who's Hamish? Who is he? <laughs> For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes.